Let's bring in Victoria Green, founding partner and portfolio manager at G Square Private Wealth. All right, Victoria, what's up here? I mean, it seems like we got a pretty long list to choose from, but most uh, looking at the COVID variant as an explanation for volatility. What say you? Yeah, I think a little bit today was more about the Fed. The Fed actually saying transitory doesn't exist anymore was a, a, a hawkish reversal that I'm not sure everybody was ready for, considering yesterday he was concerned about the variant. And then today he came out pretty hawkish in testimony. So I yep. look at today a lot more about the Fed than the variant. But honestly, on the variant, if you look back at what Delta did, remember how scary Delta was? You know, it was discovered in late December 2020. It came to the U.S. in uh, in about March 2021. It was named a variant of concern in mid-June. But all that whole summer, the markets rallied. The S&P from June 1st to the end of August uh, this summer has, was up about 8%. So I think some of this is a, is a lot of an oversell. I think the market does enjoy a little bit of a panic. Everybody enjoys getting a little crazy. But I look at this and say, we don't really know yet. Everybody's come out saying it might be scary. It might not. You know, 30 plus mutations might weaken some of the uh, symptoms. So I look at this and we've been buyers of dips. Honestly, I think this is something that certainly is concerning. We'll have to see what vaccinations do. But our treatments are also a lot better, especially here in the United States. The number of drugs we have available to keep you out of the hospital, even if you get a severe case, uh, I certainly think all of those are promising to make this a little less of a surge than, than what's initially feared. Victoria, uh, walk me through your response and the way you've been looking at the market here short term, as you mentioned, viewing this as an overdone correction. Last time we spoke a couple months back, you were looking at small energy companies to get beta to the crude trade. Obviously, that's hurting right now. So do you double down on that? Do you stick with the cyclical stuff? What looks most appealing now that some of these stocks are 10, 20 percent, some off their most recent yeah. record? 20, not the ones I like. They didn't go down 20, maybe 10. But no, Devin and Fang and uh, or Diamondback, Devin and EOG are some of the top EMPs as well as the integrated oils. We are still uh, bullish on energy. Uh, Friday, I think, was a really fun black shop. Black Friday shopping in the energy <laughs> markets. We certainly picked some of those up when they were down 10%. And then they rallied out today and ended up around down five. You know, today they're around down around five, six percent again on the EMPs. But you have to look at supply and demand, even with the potential reserves release, that's really more window dressing than it is fixing a problem. And OPEC actually may come out and say, you know what, we're not even gonna raise the 400,000 barrels per day. Hmm. Uh, they're very conservative and OPEC could certainly continue to constrain supply, which would be very bullish for US oil companies, especially US EMPs. Um, is it fun seeing oil energy drop the way it was? No, but do I still think cyclicals is a great way to offset inflation, which I do think is a bigger longer-term risk to your portfolio? Yes. I uh, want to be specific, too, as you mentioned, some of the stocks uh, that you like, looking at a company like EOG, down 10% from the high. You mentioned Devin, another one that's very close to that high. The broader small cap, I was looking at PSCE, the Invesco Small Cap Energy Fund, which is down about 20% from the high. So it seems like within the sector, you found some here that don't have as high a beta, so a little bit less swinging. Yeah, well, they also have a great fixed plus variable dividend. I don't know if you've looked into that or not, but they're mm. actually very shareholder friendly. The three that I mentioned are extremely shareholder friendly in their policies, and they're trying desperately to return capital to their investors versus ramping up CapEx. And I think that's one thing that surprised a lot of people about this rebound. Rig counts are still below 500. 
I mean, we're still well below the pre-pandemic peaks and extremely below where we were back in 2014, 2015 with almost 1,600 rigs. So nobody's really turning on the spigots. They're trying to reward their shareholders. So uh, Devon especially, they have a base dividend, which they've increased, and then they're paying up to 50% of their free cash flow as a variable dividend per quarter. So you look at some of these shareholder-friendly policies, a lot of them are also based in the Permian, which we very much like, Permian and Eagle Ford in those areas, which have a much lower break-even cost for drilling. So WTI over 50 is extremely profitable for them. Mm. And somebody like Chevron uh, is extremely oily sensitive, so the oil prices. So I think you want to be selective. We're always a scalpel versus a sword in how we invest. But I think you also have to look at some of these opportunities and realize a lot of this panic has been pre-panicking, and I'm not a big fan of the pre-panic. I'd rather panic if panic is really needed, but pre-panicking often doesn't do you a lot. Now, Victoria, the uh, slide that we've seen here, if uh, OPEC does come out and say something that is conceived as being supply negative, maybe they slow down uh, production, what do you think that's worth in crude? What type of potential levels should we be considering now at this point when we're looking at this chart? Did this knock 100 bucks off the possibility, or is that still something that could happen? I mean, Jay Powell's telling us inflation's going to stick around, so that certainly doesn't sound too negative for crude. No, so I think, you know, JP Morgan came out with another large call. JP Morgan and, and uh, Goldman Sachs are both bullish out of like $120, $100 plus oil. I think the 70s, 80s is a very sustainable amount. You know, we'd prefer not to see crude spike to the hundreds because that's actually extremely difficult on the consumers and, and that gets you back above $5 a gallon. But if we stay within like a 65, 85 range, that's a fantastic sweet spot for most of these energy stocks, but it's not too much of a drag on consumers and their wallet that, that suddenly you see uh, spending have to collapse and, and problems across the board, economically speaking, because fuel costs are too high. Um, you know, OPEC had been coming out a little more conservative even before the variant was announced, saying they were concerned about what the demand picture would look like for 2022. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them conservative and constrained on supply. Uh, I know the release from the Strategic Petroleum Reserves, it, it sounds good, but if you actually read hmm. the fine print, uh, 35 million of those barrels are going right back in. Victoria, one other pick, uh, just want to get an update on because we've got some cloud names reporting over the next couple days. Uh, CrowdStrike has been dropping and it's been dropping fast into this report. I can't remember a time I've seen the stock sell off like this, maybe briefly when rates were surging in Q1, but uh, it's been pretty persistent. We've got earnings around the corner, though. What should we be looking for? I honestly think they're, they're going to continue to show their subscriber growth as well as their growth of selling multiple modules and cross-selling across the clients. Most of their clients now, I think 60% of their clients have four plus services, and that's a fantastic place to be. I do actually still like the stock. We've been buyers of dips. Okay. You know, I think if you can grab it, uh, we would because they're AI and cloud-based and their product is just superior. So it's been a nasty little fall we've been on. I think they could turn around with a strong earnings for sure. Okay, great to catch up, Victoria. Thanks for the updates on the stocks. Appreciate you being here as always. Victoria Green, founding partner and portfolio manager at G Square Private Wealth.